Thank you for listening to the Patrick Ely podcast. This episode is not financial advice. It's for entertainment purposes only. Stock market's been fun recently, right? If you're a trader, it probably has been fun. If you're a long-term investor, it's been tedious. Last couple weeks have seen a pretty big rebound. Interestingly enough, historically, you'll see like a minimum 20% bounce back post-war. Anytime we get into a big war, the United States. We're not in a big war right now. We're not really in any war. However, the threat of war has been a factor in global markets. And as this situation stabilizes, I wouldn't be surprised if we caught a piece of that pattern and saw a more rapid rebound than one would expect in this obviously troubled economy. I've been following along closely. Certain stocks have held value much better than others over the last couple of months. Take a look at Tesla and Apple. Tesla has really gone on the ride with the NASDAQ this last couple of weeks. They're crushing their numbers and they're a good company. But the run from the NASDAQ came, initiated at least, by Federal Reserve meeting where Powell came out and said, we're going to stick with the quarter percent interest rate increase that we were projecting since late last year. The market liked this because it wasn't a surprise. That interest rate hike had already essentially been priced in from previous volatility and sell-offs. Then a couple days later, Powell comes in and he says, well, you know, inflation is a little more drastic than we thought, and we may do double the amount of interest rate increases we were going to do this year if need be. It's so typical for the Federal Reserve if you actually listen to their minutes, whether it's Yellen or Powell or whoever else at the helm, for the last couple of decades, they always seem late to the party. They denied inflation all last year, even though everyone was feeling it. Guys who haven't graduated from high school were telling me how bad inflation was. Now with gas at $7 at the pump, the Federal Reserve is still flip-flopping about how drastic their actions might, might be. I tend to think they should just get out of the way. But people who really believe in our government structure believe that Federal Reserve needs to intervene, whether they're putting cash in or taking cash out of the monetary system and the markets. There was a quick sell-off when Powell went back on his word that they were just going to stick with the three to four quarter point interest rate increases. But then a couple of days later, the market had made up those losses. We had the biggest week last week as far as gains that we'd had since November of the year before. I'm not buying shit right now. I'm just holding. I got enough volatility in my account. However, if you've got a bag of cash that you're trying to get into play, this is for entertainment purposes only but now might be a good time to start buying in to the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ if you believe that the United States is going to continue to be the tech center of the world and that we're going to get back to a booming economy where lots of small businesses can come out of the woodworks to major success. Personally, I'd probably stick with the S&P 500 right now. The companies are a little more stable, but it's still primed for growth. You have exposure in there to a lot of the best NASDAQ companies. And I personally feel like there's a lot of unknown in the future of our economy. 
We can't even figure out if we're going to be bringing workers back to offices. And with these global supply chain issues, we might see a major shift in how businesses are run here. The triple Qs are more tech-centric, and they're, and by triple Qs, I mean NASDAQ. They are also containing a lot of smaller companies. But the NASDAQ, for the last few years, has been the better instrument to be in. The S&P 500 is more of your classic array of the best 500 businesses on the market. And I'm of the feeling that during a major rally, unless you really have your finger on a company or really have some insider information, it's just best to ride that trend. And if you've got the S&P 500, which I would say is certainly superior than to having the total stock market, then you're going to catch all of the momentum from the different sectors in the economy. As we figure out if we're going to have an actual recession in the United States, or if we're going to boom out of this bear market, there's a lot to be learned. And as those things materialize and you're able to pick, in, pick up more data, you can kind of start to see which industries are going to benefit from the direction of the United States. At that point, it might be smarter to start buying into newer companies or bigger bets. Right now, a lot of those bets are really low probability for working out because there's so much volatility in the market. Larger, more secure companies like Apple, which has hardly lost any of its value, pretty much know where they're going. And it's just a matter of efficiency in terms of this, their supply chain and being able to consistently deliver their expected innovation. As money comes back into the market, those value stocks will get bought up and you'll experience gains from them. And then it can be up to you whether you rotate out of those into riskier positions or actually offset risk by rotating out of a stock like Apple into the S&P 500. I've been doing a lot of research on agriculture recently, and I think that as you start to study, looking at strong agricultural companies and companies that are tied to essentials in this country could be a great place to look. Anything from fertilizers to distributors could be really good bets. Bitcoin, as far as crypto bets, has held up better than any other uh, blockchain currency. We like Bitcoin. Bitcoin works. And the added security of Bitcoin being anonymous, at least as close to anonymous as these currencies can get right now, in terms of potential transactions, seems to be pertinent to what we're seeing with economic sanctions these days around Russia and Canada and North Korea. I don't think that you are going to find your biggest gains in Bitcoin. I think it may prove to be a good investment, but other companies, however, other groups creating blockchains that produce a, uh, a cryptocurrency that does something uh, either trendy or really useful that hasn't been discovered yet. Those are the ones that, just like the last couple of years with altcoins, you're going to be able to make major gains with. I like the stock market better than crypto as far as a two-year term potential yields. But I think Bitcoin is a more useful place to put money than, let's say, bonds right now. It's also a bet because it's just 
people in, in different farms burning electricity and uh, speeding up global warming until we find a solution to that problem. Not that I have any real problem with people mining Bitcoin. I think we're doing a lot of things that create pollution, including printing money. But my point is, is that it's just this network of ones and zeros. And there is nothing backing it, like Peter Schiff will point out. It's not gold. And if we get into harder times, it be could become more worthless, unfortunately. However, if we start progressing into this Web3 ecosystem, Bitcoin could be around for a very long time. Biden ordered Congress to come up with some rules and regulations quickly for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. And that is going to seriously affect volatility later in the year when they start talking about what these regulations are going to be. If they're really restrictive, it could hurt Bitcoin. And if they're lenient and respect privacy, it could be really great. Keep in mind, all of the major governments around the world, not that they're going to do it, but they would be incentivized to come up with their own digital currencies. And certain groups would be incentivized to come up come up with a, a single world currency. Those are things that a lot of crypto enthusiasts want to do the opposite of. They want to decentralize. But that's something to be aware of as we think about regulations and how the government and policymakers might try to steer our use of cryptocurrencies. If they hurt a cryptocurrency like Ether or Bitcoin, could either cause the people to get very upset and create problems for them. Call it could cause a lot of crime, potentially, probably not. People are sheep. But that could also, you know, by crashing the value, cause people to go looking for another type of cryptocurrency and steer them into something the government might create. It's just stuff to be aware of. And speaking of aware, continue to remember that this is a year about patience. This is a year about uh, getting scared, about some major sell-offs and holding your positions. This is a year about waiting for the right time to enter the market. This might be the year, or whenever we come out of this bear market, might be the year that some real great investors are born. Hopefully, the first quarter of this year taught you to expect the unexpected. And going all in on a huge bet just because of YOLO can cause you to lose half of the value of whatever it is that you just bought and give you FOMO because now you don't have the money to buy in at better prices for whatever the stock. If this goes on forever, think dividend stocks. Although I don't believe that we're going to see these problems last forever and solely trying to make gains and in investments on dividend stocks uh, can be very tough because a lot of them hardly pay any dividend. You got to really pay attention to that. It ain't like the old days. So I hear. Speaking of trying to make some money as the market stagnant, remember that you can stake and microloan a lot of cryptocurrencies for anywhere between 3 and 10% interest. There are different companies doing this, and that's an interesting game in and of itself because places like BlockFi are now getting attention from the government 
and they're being encouraged, meaning forced, to follow tighter restrictions that may really affect the way that they pay interest and microloan people's cryptocurrency. Just some market thoughts for the end of March. Everybody's a trader, and it's up to you to find value in your life and your choices.